Hi, everybody. We're back with another episode of the Ultra Hope Girls, a Danganronpa podcast. And today we are joined by Dot Fawn, which is super exciting for me, especially because I'm also a Fire Emblem fan. So, you know, we got that going on. Um, (laughs) Anyway, this episode will spoil the entirety of the Danganronpa series. We'll go ahead and get into it. And we're really excited to talk to Dot today. I'm Maddie. I'm Marin. I'm Caroline. And I'm Dorothy Fawn also known as Sayaka Maizono, Chihiro Fujisaki, and Sumugi Shirogane, among other people. And we're the Ultra Hope Girls. One. Two. Welcome to the Danganronpa Podcast. You're on the threshold of an amazing episode. Showtime. All right. Dot, hello. Thank you for being on our podcast today. We're so excited to have you. It's, yeah. Yeah, I'm welcome. Thank you for joining here. I'm yeah. just happy to be here at Galaxy's Edge so I can talk to you all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your background is so awesome. It's I love, cool. like, the screen. <laughs> also, the glasses. I dig them. Digging them. Yeah, these are totally my favorite shaped glasses, and I, you know, can't go through life without them. I, I have four other pairs in all different colors because I love them. That's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. All right. So let's get started with some questions. We were curious. We asked this to a lot of the, the guests we have on because everyone's story is so different. Um, but how did you get into the voice acting scene? Oh my God. This is a really interesting question because, um, because it's not normal. I did not get into voice acting the normal way like uh pursuing it um or or like being a gamer or a you know whatever and being into it and saying oh i want to do that um because i got into voice acting in like the early 90s okay there was no anime on tv there was kimba and speed racer that's like it um (laughs) There were no, like, popular games. What were the games? Like, Pac-Man? I don't know. Um, There was nothing. There was literally nothing. So I was just an actress. I was a stage actress and, you know, trying to do some commercials and, you know, voiceover. That was not even on my radar, you know, at all. Um, I don't know if you know this, but my husband is Tom Fon, who's the voice of Agumon in Digimon. What? We were both both in, in Digimon a lot. But he's Agumon. Anyway, so my husband was also an actor and he was working at a film company doing post-production, which he's done like forever because you got to have a real job, right? Um, If you're going to be an actor. Uh, And he uh, would do, you know, funny character voices with, you know, a couple of other friends at work. And the guy who was his boss at the company, Victor Garcia, came in one day and said, hey, Tom, you're, you're an actor, right? Um, I'm working with this guy who has these cartoons from Japan and he wants to like dub them into English. Would you be interested in doing that? And he's like, yeah, why not? And he's like, and your wife's an actress too. Would do you think she'd want to do it? Yeah, sure. Uh, and, and Steve, come over here. Steve, do you, you're an actor too, right? Do you want to do this thing? I need a bunch of actors for this cartoon. And, uh, Steve, of course, was Steve Bloom. Um, who got into anime, like first wave before anything happened with me and my husband, 
totally by accident. And we thought it was just this like freak thing. Like, okay, we'll work on, you know, this cart, this Japanese cartoon. It wasn't even called anime. He just said it was a Japanese cartoon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we ended up doing like Macross and Orgus and battle athletes and El Hazard, all this early stuff. And it just kept rolling and rolling and rolling. We got this one thing and then, oh, he's got another show and another show. Oh, and now we know this guy who has a show too. And then it snowballed, man. Over the years, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and huge. Oh my God. It's insane. We had no <laughs> clue that this would end up being like our career. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Totally by accident that I got into voiceover. I love that. That's so awesome. No, yeah. because most people nowadays, it's like a thing that people pursue. You know, they they love anime, so they want to voice anime and they pursue that. They love gaming. They they love game voice. They want to do that. They can pursue that. There's all these outlets where they can pursue, but there was nothing back then. Nothing. We we're starting from ground zero. That's wild. <laughs> Nobody, kind of, yeah. It's like a shot in the dark, right? Because yeah. you're like, will this even... And, Nobody knew what they were doing. You know, we're going into dub Japanese into English. Now it's like, it's like a machine, man. You go in there and they've got the, the three beeps. You come in on the fourth beep and match the flaps after you watch the Japanese line by line. Perfection. Ooh, there's a June bug out there. Okay. <laughs> um, but back then it was like, okay, they would show us the entire scene and then they'd go back and we would just kind of try to figure out, okay, I guess I start here and then start talking. There were no beeps. There was time code, but, but it was just the wild, wild west, the wild, wild west. Yeah. <laughs> now it's a cowgirl. <laughs> I love it. And I'm curious too, cause I'm, um, I'm a stage actor and I'm wondering how your stage acting experience helped you with voiceover work? Well, acting of any kind was a great help because um, I don't think people sometimes realize how important it actually is to like get training and learn how to act and know how to break down a scene really quickly. Or, or in our case, when we go in to like be able to instantly do the thing, you know, and make the emotion and whatever. Um, yeah, acting, super, super duper important, especially um, if you've ever, and I don't get a lot of chance to do this because I don't really direct, but if you ever listen to people's auditions, it is like crystal clear who's actually had any kind of acting training and who has just, just flying by the seat of their pants. Um, yeah. Hmm. Wow. Acting. Acting. That's <laughs> All of that is great. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome that you're like kind of part of the first wave though of voice actors. Yeah, I that's mean, really cool. Like, yeah. like the back end of the first wave, like the exactly. real first wave, the real first wave I think was like Wendy Lee and um, maybe Tony Oliver and, and those people. And then, and then we came kind of like on their coattails. Um, yeah. But that was pretty fun. It was great. And we worked on what Power Rangers, like, we're going way back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to ask like what some of your first roles were. I know you mentioned a couple shows you were on. That's so awesome. Yeah. yeah and uh, the interesting thing is, you know, um, what was the guy's name? God, oh, Ken Ayadomi. He was the guy who brought in the first anime that we worked on um, for real. Like 
Um, yeah, Orgus, I think I mentioned. So, and he just listened to our voices and cast us and, you know, whatever we sounded like. So from the beginning, I played a lot of moms because I have a natural kind of mom type voice. I mean, I've played all kinds of different characters, but over the course of my career, even from the beginning, moms. <laughs> or, or, or like the mom figure, you know, the gal in charge who, I don't know, thinks she knows what she's doing. I don't know. Uh, Reminds me of Samugi. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, what well, I can't, oh, God, we did this. Uh, Joshua Seth, who plays Ty in Digimon. I don't know if you know him. I don't know if you're into Digimon at all. A lot of people that, that come to conventions or when we used to have conventions um, would say, oh my God, you're in Digimon and your husband is Digimon. We'd go together sometimes. And they're like, oh my God, you were my childhood. And da, da, da. And I'm like, wow, now I feel really old. Um, <laughs> I mean, like I am, but you don't have to say that. But no, it's great. Um <laughs> <laughs> but but I worked on one of these super super early uh, cartoons. I don't even know if it was from Japan. It was called Honey Bee Hutch, and we played these little bees. And I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But then you know, me and Joshua Seth and Tom and Steve Bloom and everyone else that was around then would end up doing Digimon and just move on, and they're all different directions. Now it's insane. Yeah. yeah. I know yeah. it's like breaking into voice acting. It's like you you don't like where there's 5000 websites, you know, you can visit and it's just it's like a different world out there, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah this, for sure. It is a completely different world <laughs> than when we started out. Yeah. Um so glad we got in on the ground floor though because there's way more competition now. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be trying to get into it now. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's yeah. fair. But, yeah. but hey, you know, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you, know, you, um, gotta, you gotta put your toes in all the ponds. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, our next question for you is we were curious what kinds of characters are your favorite to voice act for? Oh, well, I mean, let's just say every job is a good job. And every voice is a good voice. <laughs> but uh, I will say that sometimes it's, um, it's just a lot easier to play the mom. Because then I'm, I'm pretty much in my own range. Sometimes a little bit higher, sometimes a little bit lower. But the moms are, are very easy for me to play. Um, you know, I mean, when I was 20, I was playing moms. So, and other 20 year olds were playing the little character to talk like this and I'm like okay I, I can't play that character okay um <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah no I've played like all over the map and then oh this is interesting way back when um there were there were gals who did the boy voices and you knew them there were like a handful of them four or five gals who did all the boy voices and one day, this director, Kevin Seymour, who is no longer with us, but he directed so many great anime, um, he said, I have this project, and um, I want you to, to be a lead, and it's a boy, it's a boy cat, and I'm like, Kevin, I don't, I don't play boys, I don't even know how to do a boy voice, 
you know, there's people who do that. No, no, no. You're here. I, I like working with you. I think you can do it. I can tell by your voice that you can do a boy voice. And it was excruciating, excruciating to try and find that place to do a boy voice. And he like dragged it out of me and I did it. But from then on, I'm like, huh, you know, maybe that's something I can do in the future. Maybe I can do some boy voices too. <laughs> um, so like, <laughs> so then I did boy voices all the time. He just, he like dragged this and said, no, he needs to be younger. Try doing this, try doing that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this guy really helped my career opened up like all these other roles that I can play and just, you know, thank God for him because, or I'd be stuck like only paying moms for the rest of my life, which is fine. But you know, so then I'm like, Hey, I guess I, I maybe can do other things that I didn't even think about. So, uh, <laughs> it sounds like so, yeah, a I actually, director. I actually yeah. like doing boy voices now too. It's, it's really fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, oh, well, I will mention this. I, um, I went in for an audition for a, a creature one time and I'm like, okay, the, for a game. And I'm like, everybody and their dog is going to be auditioning for this thing. How is my creature going to even have a chance? So I went in there and I did all these, these little, <laughs> all these noises and they're like, oh, that's great. And I got the part. And it's a small gnar in League of Legends. And I'm like, holy crap. Are you kidding me? I, I never get stuff like this. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> that was really fun. I didn't have any words. I had no lines. My entire performance was just crazy grunty sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like fangirling right now. I had no idea that you voiced that in League of Legends. It was really fun. Wow. So that sounds fun yeah oh it was it was cool and uh and the director once again had to drag something out of me because i didn't know i could do the um what was the sound i just <laughs> i had no idea i could do that he's like no just like throw in the back of your you know blah, blah, blah. <laughs> then i found it and he's like yeah great do that that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Good directors. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yes, man. Good directors. Um, I, I don't know if this is off topic, but I want to say one other person who, um, who directed me, uh, in Naruto was Mary Elizabeth McGlynn and, but she's huge now. She's big. She's off doing, you know, greater things, but she was directing Naruto and I was doing this little character Mabui and you know, little extraneous characters here and there. And um, one day she said, okay, you know what? I, I want to cast you as this character um, because I, I really think you can do it. I think you, you have it in your voice. Uh, and the character is Conan. I don't know if you know Conan in Naruto, but um, she's very, very serious, very serious all the time. She almost has no, I, it's, it was crazy because I never played a character that was that serious. And I'm like, are you sure you want me to do this? Really? Okay. So Mary Elizabeth cast me in this part and it becomes huge. It becomes this huge thing. Conan is like this amazing character. And I never would have cast myself in that role. But, she, but since I had worked with her, she's like, you can do this. I want you to do this. God, 
Now could you cast me again in something else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that'd be so flattering to like have a director reach out to you and be like, I know that you like you can do this. Like I hear your voice and I know that like the part is for you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's well, that's the best when they just cast you in something. You know, you audition for stuff all the time, but you know, once in a while you get the email and say, Yeah, we want you to play this part. And I'm like, Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were curious, um, what have you been up to in quarantine? We know for a lot of voice actors, it's been difficult in quarantine to be able to record. People are doing home yeah. studios now. So we were curious what the experience has been like for you. Hellish. It's been hellish. Um, and here's why. You know, once everything shut down, um, you can't go to the studio anymore. You have to record from home. I did not have a recording thing at home really I had like an audition quality little like mic thing set up and that was it because all I ever had to do was audition I didn't have to record from home I know people do that there are real professional people who um record from home all the time they have agents in other cities maybe even other countries but which is great I would love that but I don't have time to pursue that I'm a mom I'm an actual mom um and you know I just I got stuff happening so they, they contact me and they're like, well, we're on season two of, um, I guess, I don't know if I can say it. I guess I can say it. Season two, three, I don't know what, next season of Seven Deadly Sins. And, um, and we need you to record more Margaret. So I'm like, okay, um, I, I'll try. So, so I get my crappy mic and I like, cleared out the coat closet because our place is very small. There's literally no extra space to build a recording booth. So I've got this 24 by 28 space with a bar going right over my head. Um, and I put blankets all around and I get my computer and get my mic and I can't do it. We cannot do it because the internet is so bad. It is so slow that I, I can't sync to picture because the picture is moving like this. So, so then they're like, okay, we're going to have to reschedule. So, you know, see what you can do about the internet. So I contact, wait, who did we have at the time? I contact, I think it was AT&T. And I said, the internet's too slow. We're all working from home. I can't get anything done. So they're like, okay, we'll send you a new router. Great. They send me a new router, install the thing. It's exactly the same. I still can't work. So then I'm like, I call them and I'm like, I cannot do my job here. It's too slow. I didn't need a new router if it wasn't going to increase my speed. So like, oh, well, your location uh, will only get up to six MBPs. And I'm like, six? That's what I have? Six MBPs? Are you kidding me? I need like 200. And he says, oh, no, we can't give you that in your area. And I'm like, okay, bye. Uh, Spectrum. Hi, can you give me 200 MBPs on my internet? Sure. Because AT&T said that I can't. Well, we can. Cancel AT&T. Install Spectrum. 200 MBPs. Get an Ethernet cable so I can get directly into the high-speed internet. Blah, blah, blah. I did all this crap. Got a new mic. Finally, I can do, but it's still not good enough for some people. You know, some people want you to have, uh, this audio interface and you have to have this mic or this mic and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I can't do that. 
<laughs> I just had to pay for new internet and a new mic and a new computer because the one I had died. Um, oh no. It was, just, it was a, can I say this? Please. Storm. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so basically, I didn't work at all for like two months. Ugh. Nothing. Man. Couldn't work. It was a quarantine. Has not been great. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. But um, you know, I. But now I've gotten a few things done. I hope you know I can get the ball rolling a little bit more. But also, stuff gets done more slowly because of it. You know, like I right. just worked on. Um, I can't say what, but I worked on a thing, and it's probably going to take twice as long for them just to record. Because if there's not an issue on your end, there's an issue on their end, that takes time out, blah, blah, blah. Now we get back and it's just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a struggle. <laughs> it is a struggle. But, and it's going to be like this for a while, sadly. So on a, a little bit more of a positive note of summer and quarantine, sort of, yes. I noticed that you are an avid reader and I wanted yeah. to know what your reading recommendations are for the summer. Okay. Well, I just finished, um, it was the, it was a two book series, the marked girl and the broken world, I think was the sequel. And it was a super fast read, really, really fun. It's like, uh, this girl in Los Angeles and one day a portal opens and these people come out and they look like Camelot cause they've got like swords or whatever. And it turns out there's this other world and you know, it's like, it's, it was really kind of neat. It was a neat, um, couple of books and it was, it was fun that it happened in Los Angeles since I live here. So, you know, it, it spoke to me. Um, but that was great. I, lo I love YA and sci-fi and, you know, fantasy, all that crap. I actually wrote down some stuff that I totally recommend. Did any of you read the Lunar Chronicles series? No, but I, it's on my list. Start, you... Starting with Cinder is the first one? Yes. <gasps> I loved it! so good um yeah yeah yeah. that's really good um what else oh there's uh the red rising trilogy okay that it's so good but i will say this when i first started the first book i was like going along going along okay, this is not my cup of tea reading 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 I, I will give a book a chance to like halfway and if they don't hook me by then forget about it by halfway i'm like oh this is getting good oh this is better Oh my God, this is so good. So yeah, that trilogy was really great. Um, what else? Recently, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, of course, you know, Star Wars, read that. Classic. Really good book. Um, and uh, very, um, very timely, I read recently, The Hate You Give. Yeah. They made a movie out of it. I didn't see the movie, but the book is great. Yeah. Oh my God, totally great. I would recommend that very much. Um, I don't know, a lot of books I read. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Had to add all these to my Goodreads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that now. Um, Caroline, yeah, obviously we all love to read. And Caroline has a YouTube channel where she like does book reviews and stuff. So oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, time. yeah. If if you like the sci-fi fantasy genre and YA, that kind of crap, then you'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so, and this kind of switching gears a little bit, but we were also curious, um, our next question for you is that, have you ever had like any of your family or friends like recognize your voice in something like a show or a game and be like, Hey, this is you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say 99% of the time, no, only because 
most of the people that we know are not like into a lot of games or or they they play games that i'm not in or they they're into yeah. anime that i'm not in so they never hear but um my daughter got into anime um not because of me because of like her friends like they started this little um animation club at school anyway so they were she's old enough they were watching kill a kill um and they started from the beginning and they got to episode four. I'm in episode four only. And they're like watching it. And one of her friends goes, is that your mom? Is that your mom's voice? And she's like, I think it is. Oh my God. That's my mom. She came home and she's like, are you in Kill a Kill? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh my God. And uh, so, cool. so it was hilarious. Um, because I don't tell her, I don't talk to her. Oh, I'm working in this show. I'm working in this game. Blah, blah, blah. She could care less. She's into what she's into. Um, but it happened again um, when they were watching uh, Demon Slayer. And she, it wasn't as big a deal to her then. She's like, you're the mom in Demon Slayer, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Man, that's so funny. <laughs> that's amazing. Again, again, the mom, right? Okay. Yeah. Which I have no problem with. You know, yeah. I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, uh, after the first episode, I thought, well, that was a short, but she, you know, she has more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you know, in anime, they do. This is true. <laughs> and you're, you're the cool true. mom, Dot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was, I was the completely uncool mom in um, Sword Art Online, and I guess it was the, the, the first season or whatever, and uh, oh my gosh, she was such a bleep i'm like ha i there's no way i can make her even likable in any way she just is who she is okay yeah. not the kind of mom i really like playing but sure <laughs> <laughs> they're out there <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah wow um and then kind of in a like similar vein but um what has been like just overall your favorite like fan experience uh or like interaction with a fan uh, well, I, it's interesting because, like I said before, it's it's actually fun when they come up and say you were my childhood. That's like that's like a beautiful thing that I could have been a part of that. I remember one guy at a convention came up, and he just he hung around our our table, me and Tom, and he had a boombox with him that was playing Digimon, Digimon Monsters, Digimon are the champions. He just just sat there and played the thing while we're up there and we're all going Digimon Digital Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, he's you know calling to people with this boom box. Come meet the Digimon people. Um that was kind of fun. Uh it's also really, really cool when I meet a cosplayer who's cosplaying as one of my characters. That's so cool. And you know what? Half the time if they don't know I play that character, I don't even say anything. I just say Oh my God, I love your costume. Can I get a picture with you? <laughs> I'll get a picture oh of the person. God. Yeah. And then I'll show it to Tom. He's like, did you tell him you did the voice? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I wonder they if find they out ever. Like, later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but other times, um, they'll totally know. Like there was this girl at, um, I don't know, somewhere last year. And uh, she had the most perfect, Perfection cosplay of Renea, who's this character that I did in um, 
Shadows of Valentia. Was that it? Fire Emblem? I, I don't know. Echoes. It was perfect, perfect hair, perfect makeup. She had this cute little face. The costume was like beyond. I, I'm like, okay, I need a picture with you. Okay. <laughs> you are perfect. It's absolutely oh. gorgeous. So gorgeous. I, I love that. Awesome. <laughs> and she That's knew so it was cool. me. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so happy to meet you. And like, can I get a picture? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so beautiful. It's like meeting yourself for the first time. <laughs> it's like... Oh my God. Yeah. I, really and I have a classic photo of a, a Conan cosplay who I thought was really great, who I said, can I get a picture? And she's like, sure. And she was all serious in the picture. And then it was like, <laughs> great, thanks. She had no idea. No. <laughs> so i have to steer the conversation to fire emblem for one second if that's cool with everybody um because i so i married your character mercedes in the latest game and i was like dot is coming i gotta ask her how like you feel similar to mercedes as like a character like how are you similar how are you different i guess is the question well okay we're similar because um let me see what 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 is she she's she's very like loving and caring and spiritual and you know she can be a badass if she has to um so i i kind of relate to all those things except that um i have a little more forcefulness in my voice than she does um and uh so I think we're, we're, we're very similar in a lot of ways, but she's um, an excellent baker and I am the crappiest cook on the planet. <laughs> Cannot. I, I can make like tacos, um, breakfast, um, and pasta. I mean, very that's all good. you need. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say like, that's a I mean, full diet. It. But like, you know, you would much rather have tea with Mercedes than tea with me because what's on the table is not going to be good. <laughs> not going to be good. I will say, I, I don't I was know if in... could be any worse than me. Oh my God. Well, okay. I, I'm just, um, I'm better than I used to be, but I started at a disadvantage because even when I would follow a recipe, the thing would not come out right. And I didn't know why I could never figure it out, but um that what did they call it home ec i was in home ec when i was in school and we had to make uh what was like muffins corn blueberry muffins or corn muffins something like that and uh and we're in there and we're cooking blah, blah, blah. then we sit down to eat them and everyone at the table took a bite and went oh oh my god what is this i had put salt instead of sugar in the recipe. Now it's not totally my fault. It wasn't marked and it looks the same. It does. It looks the same. But that, <laughs> it, uh, I was mortified, mortified. Uh, oh. Yeah, I, I think the teacher forgave me because it wasn't marked, but. Mm, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a plot to like a movie. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, the character. I know. Like, yeah. In fact, I remember sitting there thinking, this can't be real. This is like a TV show that's happening here. <laughs> Sadly, it was real. Real life. 
Oh my God. And so also another thing about Fire Emblem Three Houses that made it sort of unique in its in other compared to other games is that it was fully voice acted. And so I was kind of curious about how like the experience on a game like that differed from a game sort of like Danganronpa where it was like, you know, oh, and then there's text and you know <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well I I've kind of I really appreciate being able to fully voice it because you you feel like you're you're more of the character. You like you feel like you're more invested, like you um, have more relationships or whatever. Um, because we would go in. I think it took like four four hour sessions to get everything recorded, um, which, which is you know for games you usually work four hours at a time, which is oof. I mean, you get a break once every hour, but by the fourth hour, you're just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But but it's great because um, you'll go in there and the dialogue will be up on the screen, uh, yours and whoever you're having the scene with, and the director will like act with you in your headphones. He'll do the line so you can respond to something. Uh, you know, if the other character hasn't been recorded yet, if they have, you can respond to them, which is. <laughs> great so you can have an actual conversation and feel like stuff's really going on um whereas like in Duncan Rampa, like you say it's like little bits here and there um which you know that's what it usually is so it's icing on the cake back to you know baking um <laughs> if you can get to like fully voice a character I love that I I think I like that better All right, we are going to take a quick commercial break, but don't forget, listeners, that you can send us voicemails if you have questions or comments that you want the possibility of being featured on our podcast. Um, You can go to anchor.fm and send us in a voicemail, and we are working on answering fan questions right now, so um, send us a question if you want to have a chance to be featured. Other than that, we wanted to remind you all to check out our Patreon, check out our social media. We're Ultra Hope Girls podcast pretty much everywhere. And if you subscribe to our Patreon, you will unlock bonus episodes from the Ultra Hope Girls, as well as some other perks, um, such as a Discord server with all of us and our patrons. So check it out. We'd love to have you as a patron. And we will be right back with Dot after this break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. And we're back. Back from the break. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to kind of move into the character questions. So we have one question for Chihiro and then one question for Samugi. So Maddie, okay. I don't know if you want to kick it off. Yeah. So our first question is for Chihiro. Um, so hello, Chihiro. Um, <laughs> we were curious. Um, we wanted to know who were your best friends at Hope Speak Academy? Um. I think my best friends, my best friends were probably Leon and Mondo, who I thought I could trust, but uh, in the end, not. 
<laughs> I'm sobbing now. Y'all ever cry? <laughs> I love it. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was just God. too real. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so our next question is for Samugi. Um, so Samugi, as the mastermind of Dong and Roomba, why did you choose to participate in the games when it put your life at risk? Um, I think maybe I was probably just a little crazy. I mean, I, I sort of believed everything I said, even though it was a total lie. <laughs> um, you know, kind of like the careers in the Hunger Games. I think it was kind of like that. <laughs> You're not wrong. Wow, that's actually really true. <laughs> yeah, wow. that was enlightening for all of us. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't even know if that was totally right. You know, I'm like reaching I'm back. It really mind. was. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no, that was awesome. You killed hey, it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you have had the pleasure of kind of experiencing Dong and Rumpa from both ends, as far as the recording process goes, right? Because yeah. you're in Trigger Happy Havoc, and then V3 which came out in 2017. And so we were curious if there were any changes as far as like this way they recorded or how you received information um, from the first game to the most recent uh, game in the series. Nope. It was exactly the same Hmm, Um, because, you know, it was recorded at the same studio, probably one of the same directors, you know, it was all, they, they have it down to a science there. They know exactly what they're doing. And, you know, it's super duper professional. Um, they even have, uh, what is this stuff? Ninjum Pepakoa in the booth. In case you start blowing your voice out, you can just, <clears throat> let me have some of this. It's really good stuff. If you've never heard of it, Ninjum Pepakoa, fantastic for like throat stuff. Oh. You can get it on Amazon. That's a great tip. <laughs> I'm ordering that now. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's it's great. They're so great to work with. Oh my god, I love them. Cup of tea. They're fantastic. <laughs> That's great to hear for yeah. for us. You know, the behind the scenes is as good as the the games. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, great people. Yeah. And I always and wonder too. Oh, what's that? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I was just gonna say I always wonder how like the process might be different. I mean, we can only speculate, I'm sure, but like uh, the original recordings that they make like in Japan from that like OG studio, the OG creators of it versus mm-hmm. like later on kind of adding in the English version of the game. Like, yeah, I always wonder like how that might be different. But like I said, we can probably only speculate. <laughs> we're not, yeah. we're well, not. It's, it's interesting because one of the things that you mentioned the Japanese version is that, you know, we'll still hear the Japanese before we record because they they want you to stay close to that that feel and that emotion you know even though you know in English it might not have the same cadence but um it's so funny that I I go back to Digimon only because it's a really good example they did not care sticking to the Japanese voice wise maybe yeah okay sure um but translation wise they had free reign and they wrote some crazy stuff on that show. Hmm. Hilarious. Hilarious. Most of the time you don't get to do that. The writers don't get to like have free reign on the show. You have to like stick with the translation, just localize it and then go. Um, yeah. Yeah. For, for, um, for games, it's, it's like that. Hear the Japanese, get the feel and then, okay, let's do our thing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then, so another question we had for you was like going in, um, mm -hmm. I guess for, for V3, how much did you know about Sumugi and like her role as the mastermind when you kind of started recording for her? Zero. None. They did not oh, wow. tell me that. They did not tell me that. So for all the recording sessions we had up until the reveal, I thought she was totally telling the truth. And I'm sure the reason they didn't tell me is that that would color my performance. Yeah. That I would like, you know, be saying, I'm lying here. You know? So, I, yeah. So we, we got to that point and it's like, oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> the movie is up. <laughs> uh, yeah, that blew my mind totally that I had no idea. Wow. That's <laughs> wild and like no. yeah so plot that twist never for you as well yeah. yeah that never happens you always know what's coming or where the character's going because they give you like the basic outline and yeah. then as you go scene by scene you get the details but in yeah. this one you know i got the basic outline and scene by scene details except for that wow <laughs> yeah because i was gonna say like when we interviewed um amanda Celine miller who was uh mm -hmm. one of the voices i guess of junko and oshima we asked her kind of the same question like going in, how much did you know about like Junko being the mastermind? And she was like, oh, I knew everything. Like they told me everything from the start. So that's so <laughs> interesting that they, they flipped that on you. <laughs> it was pretty fun. It was actually fun that they did that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we were also curious what you feel like you and um, Sayaka and or Chihiro and or Sumugi um, might have in common and like what your feelings toward those characters are in general well in general i think Samugi's kind of a nutcase so i probably <laughs> don't have a Fair. lot in common with her um plus she's supposedly the ultimate cosplayer you know so she should be able to like sew really well although who knows right because she's a she's a liar yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> and i i can't sew really well oh i will say this i can sew really well by hand but not with a sewing machine. Okay. Those things are beasts and I hate them. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Sayaka, well, you know, Sayaka, I didn't really get to know very much, mm, but right. she's, um, <laughs> but she sings and I sing sometimes. So yeah, you can, we've got that thing going on. Yeah. She is a boy, so we don't really have a lot in common. Um, I wouldn't wear that outfit personally, but you know. <laughs> do you have um do you have one of those that is like a favorite to you out of the three at all or are you kind of like evenly split um oh my god how do you choose <laughs> um i would say it's tough probably evenly split between chihiro and sumugi hmm. um only because they were really really fun to play in very different ways yeah you know i mean chihiro was kind of the opposite of Samugi, if you think about it, you know, yeah. this yeah. shy, little, reserved, eh, whatever, and then, then crazy girl. So, 
<laughs> you don't get much different than that. It's the spectrum of like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And so earlier you had talked about, you know, acting being an important part of being a voice actor, but um, do you have any just other general advice for aspiring voice actors based on your experiences? Um, aspiring voice actors. Hello. How are you? Um, yeah. Yeah. Take acting class. Do, do stage work, you know, learn how to like break down a script. I mean, not that you'll actually deal with that a lot, but when you've got a page of dialogue in front of you, you can look at it and know how to do it. You know, what's going on. You know, the emotion that's needed, how high you need to go, how low, um, people who have no training in that will kind of read everything the same way. Um, and the other thing is learn to take direction. Directors love it when you take direction. You know, <laughs> if you read a line like this and they say, can you give it more energy? And then you say, okay. And then you read it like this. They're going to be like, okay, get somebody else next time. <laughs> we don't need her back. She can't take direction. You got to be able to take direction seriously and do it. Um, and you have to remember a lot. Sometimes they'll say, um, okay, do it just like that, but add a touch of this or, oh my God, this one. Can you give it 5% more? Some directors will give you percent. Give me 50% more. And you're like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> and then you just go for it, right? Um, some of them are really into that, but uh, the best ones will like lead you along. So take direction, take acting class. Improv class is good too, because... Um, it gets everything free. You, you're not like tightened up like that. You're like open to whatever, to whatever choices can be made. Um, sometimes you go in and there is no reference. They're just like, we're going to create this character. So this is a plot. This is what she's about. Here's a picture of her. What do you think? And you can go, huh, I think, and you can create a character like on the fly, on the spot, because you, you've done that before and you know how to find that. Also singing. I, I am highly recommending singing lessons because it helps you with placement and support and range, all these wonderful things, you know, especially if you're going to be screaming or playing a boy or playing a grandmother or a teenage girl or whatever it is. You need to know where to put it and how to do it without, <coughs> without blowing it. Ah. Because you have to support it from here. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's great advice. Um, yeah. It really is. But, but now also they have more than ever uh, specific classes where you're on the mic. So I would say do all that other stuff first, then go to the the animation, anime, commercial, VO class, and get that technique on a microphone. Because uh, it's kind of different, but it's the same. The emotion's the same, the, the journey is the same, but the technical stuff, and I hate technical stuff. I'm the queen of P-pops. I am the P-popping queen. Oh my God. Yeah. So you have to learn how to either hold back the P a little bit or put a this when you're saying a P or what, or go off axis. And you have to know how to do this stuff as soon as you're in the booth, you know, yeah. see that act, don't peep up, do this, do that, do that all together. Now go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's my advice. 
Beautiful. Well, thank you. I've never That's heard the pee popping thing before. That's really interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm terrible. I have a I have like a little wind thing on my mic, and a popper stopper in front of it, and still sometimes I pop my peas. I don't know. I I don't know. it's funny you say this because we kind of have a little joke between the three of us so maddie and i when we edit our our episodes you know you don't realize how much like you go so like or like the (laughs) lip smacking yeah oh my god all the time (laughs) yeah these are things to be aware of too not so much when you're recording something because you know you're ready to just do that line but i remember when i was doing stage acting some people would do that and i'd be like they not know they're doing that? Yeah. Did I tell them? <laughs> my place. <laughs> All right. Our last know. question we have for you before bed, wed, behead is um, what are some projects that you're working on or you finished or that have just been released that you want to promote to our listeners? Okay. Um, okay. I have a game coming out in August, so I can't talk about that. Um, what else? Oh, um, Okay, I was in the FF7 remake, a little bit. Uh, Shenmue 3 I was in just sort of recently, a little bit. Um, bu- 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 bu. Japan Sinks just came out on Netflix. I'm in that a little bit, little parts. Um, I, I do the narrator voice on the, the cartoon kids show Calico Critters. I don't know if you do know Calico Critters, those little animal toys. They have their own TV show. Oh my god. And goodness. I'm the narrator for the TV. Wow. Show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's oh like the Dane, Calico Village. <laughs> We're having a picnic. So yeah, it's totally. I think That's I can talk awesome. about that. <laughs> Very cool. Well, to our listeners, um, make sure you follow Dot on Twitter and keep in touch to find out in August what that game is uh, and support <laughs> her there. But yeah. Woo! Right. Yeah. Now let's move into Wed Bed Behead. So Uh you have had multiple roles on this show. And so, show, you've had multiple roles in this game series. And so we wanted to go through the three characters that you have voiced. So that's Sayaka, Chihiro, and Samuki. Um, and so normally we start and then one of the three, or like all three of us will go just to kind of give you an idea of like how it rolls. But yeah, start. I can I can start. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, unfortunately, though, you know, I do not condone murder. I think I would behead um, Sayaka because I am just not a fan of like the very like cookie cutter anime sort of trope that she fills, and I, you know, I like mm-hmm. some more complexity to my to my whammon. So, um, for that reason, <laughs> I will behead Saika. Um, I will. I would probably bed Samugi just because I think it'd be interesting. She'd probably wear a fun <laughs> cosplay. You know, it'd be fun. Don't um, get cosplots. Don't get cosplots. That's true. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh. That I could rant about cosplots. That was. Like, holy <laughs> Um, and then I would wed Chihiro because I think that Chihiro and I, I think that Chihiro brings out the math brain that I have deep inside me, even though I am an artist, I do love math as well. And, um, wow. Yeah. Good for you, man. I, Thank you. I, I hate math so bad. Go ahead. <laughs> but that's it. That's the whole, that, that's my, my decision. All right, Maddie, you want to go? Sure. Um, I have the same answers actually as you, Caroline. Um, I would 
Uh, yeah, I would behead Sayaka. I'm not a huge fan of Sayaka. I was like, I definitely like felt like I was on the same wavelength with Caroline feeling like she's kind of like a more stereotypical like anime trope. But then I love how Danganronpa like twists it. They make you think she's going to be like the love interest or whatever. And then they just kill her off like right away. Not that I, once again, not that I love killing off characters, but it was an interesting twist. Um, I would probably uh, bed Sumugi and wed Chihiro. I don't know, Sumugi would be interesting, like Caroline said, but Chihiro is one of my favorite characters ever. Um, I love him. I think that we, I think we would work, you know, as a, as a couple. And, um, <laughs> and also, yeah, with the like math brain and the nerdiness, like I'm a, a wannabe scientist. So I think that we'd get along in that regard and be geeky together. And I, I think it would work. <laughs> I actually nice. think I have different answers. Um, Ooh, tell us. I don't know that I would really work with any of the characters. I mean, I think Chihiro and I would have the best shot, Uh-oh. but like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> he's just very timid. Um, but I w- so I would wed Chihiro. I think we'd have a chance, maybe. Um, I would bed Sayaka um, and behead Samugi because, like. Yeah, Sayaka's kind of a cookie cutter, like Caroline said, but at the same time, I would argue that Samugi kind of is too for like a lot of E3. She's very plain, very much like, <laughs> like all, most everything she says is a reference to another video game, you know, and so it's very little of herself, which makes sense in the end, you know, but I don't know. I think Sayaka does have some good traits somewhere in there <laughs> and she's <laughs> she's talented i don't know i probably i'd probably bet her and be <laughs> interestingly i have the same answers as you <laughs> yeah! <laughs> uh, yeah no uh, i mean if you're if you're gonna have like a one-nighter you want it to be with someone good looking mm-hmm. so you know nothing needs to be going on up here but psych is <laughs> Saika's is really cute. So, okay. Yeah. But Saika, that's fine. Um, Sumugi is a psycho and a liar. And I would totally behead her. I mean, as a character, totally fun to play, but you're out of here. Um, and I would completely marry Chihiro. Um, because with the whole tech thing, like, obviously I have difficulty with tech. And Chihiro would be super helpful in that, you know, I mean, I'm analog. Everything else is digital. I need help here, Chihiro. So those are my Valid. answers. I love that. We all married Chihiro. Yeah. We all chose that. He's just, he's just so awesome. He's like, much more low maintenance. Can you, I mean, can you imagine being married to Samugi? Forget it. I mean, <laughs> that would be, wow. <laughs> no. Well. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you again, Dot, for coming and talking with us today. We had such a good time, and it was so fun meeting yeah. you. You guys are great. Thanks for having me. Thank You're you. great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, thank you so much for listening today. We had an amazing time interviewing Dot. We highly recommend you check her out on Twitter. Give her a follow. She is really awesome. And don't forget to check us out on social media as well. We are Ultra Hope Girls podcast pretty much everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. Um, follow us for some Rampa memes and more updates on our podcast. Occasionally we do giveaways and fun stuff as well. So check it out. We also have a website, ultrahopegirls.com. You can contact us on there. 
and find a link to our Redbubble page where we have Ultra Hope Girls merchandise. We also have a Patreon. If you are able and willing to donate to us, we would gladly appreciate it. The lowest tier is just $2 a month, and that will give you access to some bonus episodes by us, the Ultra Hope Girls, as well as some other perks too. We hope you all have a great day and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.